Hey everyone, you are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, JJ Parker and Melissa Albers. JJ owns a tech company and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years. So Melissa, we're talking in this episode about validation. Yes. Right. right. So, and so when we started, you know, just moments ago talking about like, hey, we're going to have an episode about validation. You and I really started kind of stumbling around right. what validation is. Like, you know, like we're talking about like, you know, we have a loose plan for our podcast, but this one, we were like, where do we even start with this topic and this idea of validation, right? Yes. <laughs> so, First thing, of course, we run to the dictionary to figure out what this word actually <laughs> means. So validation in our context uh, is recognition or affirmation that a person or their feelings or opinions are valid or worthwhile. Okay. So yeah. that's I... an interesting definition. Yeah. And I, I really like this topic, despite the fact that we're having a little bit of a hard time getting into the conversation. I think that, you know, like I always say, putting the cookies on the bottom shelf, making this easier. It's like, I think for our, our whole lives, from the time we're really young, people encourage us to act a certain way publicly or socially or in our family units or whatever. And when we do that, we get the payoff right? Oh, we get, you get the validation. Yes, you get the validation, you get their approval, right? And it makes you feel right. good. Like, oh, I'm part of this. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Everybody thinks I'm so awesome. And I remember, like, as we were talking this morning, I remember my grandparents were both ministers. And I would live with them every summer mm. and they shared a church. They were, they were co-ministers of a church and in a really little town. And I would live with them all summer long. And then of course I was at church with them whenever they were, and they lived in a parsonage, which is the minister's home that is usually attached to the church or right next to the church. In their case, mm. it was on the other side of the block. Um, and, and so when I would show up there, my grandparents were always so proud of me. They were so proud mm. of me. And I, and I'm an only child. So, um, and I had a bit of a crazy childhood, but the consistency was always counted on there. And I mm -hmm. remember that they had this little church and it had like a steeple and it had like a bell tower in the front where the rope for the bell tower would literally hang down all the way to the floor in the front entryway of this church. And Mr. Boynton would ring that church bell. Mr. Boynton didn't weigh a hundred pounds and how he got that bell rocking and rolling every single, <laughs> I never figured that out. But anyway, every time I would walk into that church, it's like everything stopped because mm. the church was so full of, older individuals, seniors and elderly and some, some families, but, um, I was like a movie star and <laughs> every summer I would get a little bigger and people would pay so much attention to me. 
and they would make me feel so good. And then I, I started to play an instrument. So then I would start to play flute in the church services. And, and I got so much validation from those people that genuinely made me feel so good inside mm. because it was just, they were, they were validating me because mm -hmm. I was me and I was yeah. minister's grandchild, little Missy. I was called Missy. And, <laughs> and, and I just, I remember just kind of flourishing under that, under that attention. Mm. But in hindsight, it's sort of interesting to think about it because for me, and you know, we always talk about extroverts, introverts, and that sort of thing. For me, I began to feel as I got older that that was the kind of validation that made me know if I was being the right way or not. Right? Uh, so there's the key right there. Yeah. Like that external validation is like, oh, are people treating me in a certain way? So that tells me that I should keep doing this. Like, I'm going to use the, I'm going to use their response to me as my guideposts for fitting in. Interesting. And I think though, that what happened for me and um, maybe other people too, but I got so used to, if I just act this way and make people validate me, I know that I'm on the right track. I can keep doing this, but there comes a time and a place where as, as I matured, there comes a time and a place for everybody where we recognize what other people want us to act and be and do is really not in alignment with what makes us feel good. Uh, so maybe for you, like nowadays, kind of being on stage in that way isn't, isn't what you, what well, isn't what makes you feel good right. anymore, or, or certainly in certain situations, it's not. Well, and so then let me give you a counter example, which is very <laughs> funny. <laughs> so then on the other side of my family, we also have a bunch of ministers. It's like the family business. You know, <laughs> some people have the mob. I have ministry. What can I say? Um, and in this side of the family, very different kind of church, very large church, charismatic as all heck. <laughs> mm. Like, um, you know, an hour of singing and clapping hands and, you know, like really, really overt uh, patterns of noise and, you know, all that other stuff. And, mm -hmm. and whenever I would go to that church, I looked just like my aunt, who was one of the pastors of the church. Mm. And so I would get brought up to the front row of this church that had hundreds of people in the pews. Mm. And they would bring people up to the front of the church to be saved. Mm -hmm. And me being raised in this small country church was so out of my element. I had no idea how to act. Interesting. And yet, if you look at those two examples, you could say, oh, family member comes to church. Family member comes to church. Like there's certain expectations, right? I yeah. had no idea what to do in that second example. And I felt. And then so really how did you act in that? I was yeah, super self-conscious. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of embarrassed because I felt like I didn't fit in, but I didn't know how to act. And there I was like, oh, if I'm expecting all of these people to really like me because I have to act a certain way, 
I actually don't know what that is. And now I don't feel good. Like I feel really, mm-hmm. un- I feel really uncomfortable now. Yeah. In- Interesting. And- yeah. And I just feel like, um, you know, as we develop and as we get better with self-awareness, to me, recognizing what makes us feel good inside is mm-hmm. so critical. And what validates us is a really good um marker for us to use you know mm-hmm. um the the uh the other thing as i was looking up definitions of uh validation i came across this other phrase validation of feelings is vital to connecting with others oh right wow so i i think we've probably all been in a situation i mean i certainly like uh with uh, my wife and kids and the, you know, the chaos and the sometimes uh, pushed emotions of trying to like raise kids. I mean, we've gotten in uh, lots of discussions where, you know, one of us might be feeling a certain way, Mm. but we're not validating that. And it's, and it becomes like a really stressful part of our relationship you know it can turn turn into things like that you don't want (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that's so one from my experience one thing's really interesting in the idea that um there's validating someone's feelings right and there's a difference between validating someone's feelings and and you having the same feelings right um Exactly. Or even like, or even, you know, it's like with me and my wife, she might have a feeling I don't have it. I don't have that same feeling. Like an ex- a very easy example was uh, we're, we're coaching baseball this, this yeah. summer is <laughs> our first time, you know, <laughs> in any organized sports. And uh, right after the first practice, we got this like nasty email from one of the right and my wife just like exploded this is just what happens with all these you know we're helping out here and we get we're these and she's just sideways time. mad right and I like really didn't care like I just couldn't I couldn't even conjure up any feeling at all I just didn't care and and because I really wasn't validating her her feeling, her anger in that moment, she got really mad at me. I'm like, why are you mad at me? I'm like, I'm not mad at anybody. Just like, you know. Oh my gosh. Um, so she was mad at the parent. She was mad at me. Just kind of mad. But, and that just happens. And But if I would have just validated her feelings and said something as simple as, yeah, that's super frustrating. I can see how you'd be upset about that. It would have yeah. made all the difference. And, um, there's you know, so many angles that happens this, all the time. Though, there's, <laughs> there's so many angles to this that I just love, like, cause we could come at that conversation and that story from the angle that says you, you are having your own emotions and feelings about it. So it's really hard to, to be present for other people's emotions and feelings when you are having your own, whether they match or not. Mm-hmm. And, and then having the presence that, again, that's the self-awareness, having the conscious knowledge in real time 
how you think, feel, act, right? And Mm -hmm. um, being able to like real time be able to say, oh my gosh, okay, so these are my, this is how I'm responding. This is how this other person is responding. And how am I supposed to validate that other person, particularly when I haven't even wrapped completely my arms around how I'm thinking and feeling about this in this moment, which is the whole human interaction. And herein, I think herein lies the, the, the question mark. It's like, at what point do we stop needing other people's responses to feel Mm -hmm. validated ourselves. Yeah. That to me is the real question. And this is not to say we don't need people. We don't love people. Of course. I mean, yes, of course we do. But um, too often we, we meaning everybody, um, not just you and your story, not just me Mm -hmm. and my story, but like too often we need other people to tell us we're doing okay because we've lost the ability or never had the ability to validate ourselves. Hmm. So that would be external validation. I need external. I need someone yeah. outside of myself to, to say, Hey, it's okay that you feel and think this way. Yeah. Yeah. And like you won't be okay unless you get that. Mm. You won't feel okay unless you get that. Mm-hmm. Which is very different than, boy, it sure would be nice to have some support. Mm-hmm. But I know I'm okay either way because I know how I feel is really okay. Like the reason I'm responding to this is I understand why I'm feeling this way. And even if it's not popular or it's not like anybody else, I, I still know that I'm okay, that this is okay, that I'm responding this way. Mm-hmm. that's a huge difference. Like that's the internal validation piece. Yeah. It's re- really interesting when you think about it. And when we're first starting the conversation, um, you know, when, even when you're talking about your, your, uh, the, the small church situation and you started describing it or what I, what I was hearing was you're describing it like acceptance in that tribe, Right. Yes. Acceptance in that's in that group of people. And that's like a real fundamental human need, right? Like we need yeah. to be in groups to survive, right? It's a it's yes. a it's a real primal wiring yes. in the brain. Exactly right? right. Yep. So and and those primal wirings, like you can't go against them, right? As soon as you start going against some of that real deep wiring stuff, you yeah. get real sideways. So yeah. Um, the idea that uh, validation is part of how you know you're fitting in with the tribe, which is going to, in your monkey brain, right? In your primitive yeah. brain is saying, hey, this is an essential part of survival. If yep. I don't do this essential part of survival, I will not survive. You know? Right. Yeah. But in our modern society, in our modern environment, that survival part isn't as necessary, right? It's not like we're all living in the woods, yeah, uh, foraging, looking for food every day, right? Yeah, um, but that's still there, and we have to understand it's still there, and yeah. we have to understand how we work with it. Yeah. Now. Yeah, I think yeah, that's so. That's such a valid point and perspective that I hadn't thought. Thanks of. for validating me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm here for. I just want you to feel good inside, no matter what. 
<laughs> but isn't that interesting though? Like, cause as society changes, how much it stays the same as people yeah. change, how much we stay the same. And it is, it is literally the difference between wanting to be in the tribe because it feels right versus needing to be in the tribe and altering who you are because you're mm. so afraid if you weren't in that tribe. There's a lot mm -hmm. of tribes to choose from now. A lot, yeah. There's a lot of competing tribes now. And mm -hmm. I think as you develop, like, don't you, like, don't you feel like if you just look back over the last, like, even decade for you and, like, for me, if I look back over the last 10 years, my tribe has changed. Like, who I hang oh, yeah. out with or who I go to for talking about things or seeking guidance, seeking opinion has really changed in 10 mm -hmm. years. And I think that happens for all of us all the time. And then, but so many people feel like that's a bad thing. Like they mm -hmm. feel guilty. Like I'm leaving these people or these people don't fit me anymore. Is it me? Is there something wrong with me? Why can't I just be satisfied being in this group? Because this is how this group acts. This is how we validate each other. Um, but it just doesn't fit me anymore. So what's wrong with me rather than that's really interesting. Like, I feel like I'm now ready to go and pursue some new tribes to see what else mm -hmm. is available. And I feel like that's the right thing for me to do. So even though the first tribe might not see that as a great thing, I know it's the best thing for me. Mm. It's really Let's interesting. Yeah. Let's talk like, let's talk about, you know, so I think we get external validation, right? It's, yeah. it's, we feel something we want someone else to say, yeah, that's okay to feel that way. Then you feel, you know, like you, you fit in, right? Um, how, internal validation, I think is really interesting to me. Like the idea that, do you think that internal validation is like a skill we work on? Are some people just born with more ability to validate internally? Is it a life experience that mm. pushes people one way or other? What do you think about it? That's so interesting. Yeah, some, um, someone who's maybe like really, you know, how do you phrase that? Like good at internal validating or maybe yeah. doesn't need external validation. Maybe that's a better way to phrase it. A person who doesn't well, need external validation, it comes from within. How did they get to that state? Yeah, because um how, how did they get to that state that's so good because if you think about it from the time we're really little we are practiced in seeking external validation in everything like when we're at school our teachers our coaches when we're in families you know when we're in our neighborhoods like the pecking order of what kid is the one on the top right like our whole lives were yeah. in this external validation and then i think as and and depending then on our family structures and our birth orders, you know, mm. all have stuff to do with that. And, um, and I, I believe truly that there's two things for me that have changed my ability to have more internal validation. So I'm just going to make a sweeping guess. <laughs> I'm going to just make a sweeping guess. I like that phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> a sweeping guess. Yes. A global lacking detail which is my personality right there, global lacking detail. Um, 
I would say that the two markers are self-awareness and self-confidence. So like, because I think first of all, um, yeah, like have you ever had friends where they're telling you to go do something or be something or been in social groups or CEO groups or where they're telling you, you should do this, you should do that. But inside you're like, no, that's not the right, that's not right at all for me. Yeah. So what made it get to that point for you? Like, those are the two things I would say that I've worked for me so that I start Mm. understanding that I, I'm okay. Like I check, I want to feel good. Everything I do is because I want to feel good. So the decisions Mm -hmm. that I'm making in my life, not, not, feel like the best, not feel false, but feel me, be in my centered space, be my authentic me. I feel good. Therefore, I make choices and decisions constantly to stay in that state of feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, you were trying to lead me on a uh, particular. uh, Sorry. (laughs) And then I threw you right off into another one. That's different. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I'd say for me, like, especially the and we've we've talked about it actually we talked about it i think uh in maybe the triggers lesson about um my feeling of like imposter syndrome yeah in in like my ceo um peer group right and uh you're right on the right track there because you know i could very easily be in that group and all the time they're like jj you should go do this and that and and, and they do that, you know, they do act that all, the time. all the time, every, every meeting and, uh, and act in like a particular way that a classic CEO would either act or run their company. Right. Yep. 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 But that's not how I run a company. <laughs> that's not nope. how I act. That's not how I do things. That's not me. Like I'm an art school kid. We don't run things like a typical company runs it. Um, and it took a while for me to be okay with that, you know? Yeah. It took what a while think, for me to what understand. What do you think helped you be okay with it? Um, well, I, you know, for me, it, it really, it's really been this idea of like, just accept, accepting myself, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> accepting yep. myself, accepting my story. This is just, this is it, you know? Um, and then, and then actually being proud of that stuff, you know, like, like I am really at this point proud that like, I have a different way of looking at things and, and, you know, it helps that it works, right? That's the other, that's the yeah. other part of it that well, that's what I was going to say. If it turned yeah. into a disaster, then I'd probably not be so confident. <laughs> But you have lots of years of experience. You have, I don't yeah. even know how many employees you have at this point. Lots, um, you know, all of those, all of those things that you have been the building blocks that you had in your heart and your mind um, that didn't look like the building blocks of the traditional way of thinking. You just kept building them quietly, yeah. doing your thing. Um, even if it was unpopular mm-hmm. and you have had great success and at times where other companies have had troubles due to 
you know, whatever, um, the <laughs> socioeconomic climate or whatever, you guys have still done really well. So, so, I thought you were going to say the psychopathic uh, <laughs> behavior of CEOs. <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't say anything. No. We, we travel in too small of a circle to say anything like that publicly. <laughs> oh, good. I hope, this, I hope this podcast isn't recording. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. No one listens to it anyway. Um, <laughs> as I, I was reflecting, as you were talking about your childhood things, and now we're talking about kind of like my career, and I was I was yeah. thinking about my childhood things and what I was being validated as a child, you know. And again, personality trait plays a big part of this, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but for me, I think I was really validated for like just sort of staying quiet, keeping my head down and, and doing mm. work. Right. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, I remember very distinctly, I was in seventh grade and my English teacher, I was, I was there before class. Cause I always got there before any other kids got there. Cause I wasn't screwing around in the hallways and I was sitting there and she just goes, she goes, JJ, I just love you. You're the best student I've ever had. You know, as a seventh grader, I was just like, okay. I had no idea. You love me? Like, no, <laughs> teachers don't have emotions. They live here at school. Um, but I, but that was her saying, you know, like, yeah. validating, like, I like that you're quiet and you just do your work and I don't have to deal with you, mm. right? You don't make a ruckus. You don't, mm. you know, and, and for me, it's, it's like, when I, when I get emotionally overwhelmed, I definitely go into the quiet heads down. No one can see me kind of space. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's interesting. Right. I think it would be like, I think it's interesting to just sort of reflect this conversation is really like curious. Like I'm going to be thinking about this now because you've just, we've really brought up some cool things about it, but I think it would be really interesting to consider how you were raised. Like how did you get validated when you were mm. being raised? And that is when, an awesome question for everyone to contemplate Yeah, that. And then how do you feel? how do you get your validation that you need today? So mm -hmm. leave it more open-ended. Like, how do you get the your validation that you need today? Does it come from your own, your own way, your own thoughts, your own being? Or do you seek it from other people? Or is there a balance? How does that work for you? Mm -hmm. I think that's really, really interesting. What a great question. So we should just leave it there. We should. We can keep <laughs> we talking about up, this. <laughs> well, we should pick up that conversation like on Facebook. And yes, great. And um go on Facebook and tell us tell us what you think. And we can yeah. we can we can continue it with everyone there. Continue the conversation later. We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Our mission is to help people become happier and more effective by gaining insight into their own thoughts and feelings. We'd love your support. First, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Second, leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast site. This helps others discover the podcast so we can reach more people. And third, sign up for our newsletter at theselfawarenessjourney.com. This will help us communicate better with you and build our community. 
Thank you so much for joining us in the self-awareness journey. We'll see you next week.